kids. They're always trying to outdo each other. See who could come up with scariest story. Of course, I would win every time. It wasn't until my late teens that I realized everyone else had been making their stories up. My mother would try to comfort me at night. She would check under the bed and say, Nope, no monsters here. I never had the heart to tell her that the monsters weren't under the bed. The monsters were everywhere else. Choose to ignore them. Pretend they do not exist. Disregard the people that see them as crazy. Ignore who? The ones that come and go without a trace. The ones that are all around us, even now. You're talking about ghosts? Some call them that, yes. I simply call them those that remain. Okay, I gotta be honest. We have had a lot of workers in and out of the radio station doing repairs since the incident, but you, you are by far the most interesting. I mean, in a really whacked out, creepy sort of way, but definitely interesting. I tell you what, you pique my curiosity. I'm gonna look into these uh, ones that shall remain. Those that remain. We gotta work on that name. When you give them attention, they notice. And after that, there is no going back. This might not be the best journey for you right now. Why do you say that? I see things others cannot. It is both my gift and my curse. Nothing is more damaging than a mind at war with itself. My mind? Why is my mind at war with itself? Only you can know that. Oh, and on that ominous note, you're leaving. Okay, well, uh, good talk. Hey, thank you. Thank you. What's happening? The key. Jay, get your mind right. Uh, just somebody with the renovation crew having what appeared to be a psychotic breakdown. At least he did a good job. Yeah, that he did. You can't even tell two people were shot where you're sitting. What? Here? See? So, what's the plan? Well, that, my dear friend Doug, is the question. Last episode got kind of dark. Gun to my head. Landmines. Looking for this? Pew, pew. So, the natural inclination is to lighten things up. You know, maybe something quirky. Uh, maybe a feel-good story. Ugh. Ugh. I 
love you. But then there's that other voice that says, go even darker yet. What voice? Are you all right? Maybe I'm losing it. I haven't been sleeping much since the incident here, and I just feel off. I mean, the other day I went in for my colonoscopy, undressed, put the robe on, laid down. Turned out I was in a bed, bath, and beyond. Is that a true story? I, I can't buy my sheets there anymore. Maybe you should take some time off. <sighs> Actually, do you know any good... Psychiatrist? No. Paranormal investigators. Britt Faborg, Sedalia Ghost Hunters and Paranormal, founder, lead investigator, music teacher. After countless investigations spanning decades, one could wonder what would drive a man to devote himself to exploring the dangerous world of the paranormal. The answer? Too many times watching the movie Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters? No. That is absolute horseshit. Actually, it was personal experiences. When I was growing up in cold camp, I never felt comfortable when I had to be there by myself. And there were times I thought I heard voices. You know, there was things that would happen once in a while. Things would disappear and then they'd be gone for quite a while and then they would reappear. It was just uh, odd things. And so uh, that kind of got me interested in the in the ghost side of it. And then I had a couple experiences when I was young, I guess you could say with UFOs. So to be clear, you investigate UFOs, ghosts. Basically, the only thing you're missing is zombies. You got the trifecta. <laughs> right. My very first experience, um, my parents and I were coming home late one night, and we saw this light in the sky. We thought it was a star, but it didn't actually look like a star. So when we got close to home, Dad pulled the car up to the stopping point, and we kind of lined this light up with a telephone pole. And we watched it, and it didn't move. It would, it would flicker, and it would seem like it would change colors. We watched it probably for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then all of a sudden, it just shot off. Up in the air, way up and gone. The second time, I was outside our house here in Cold Camp. It was at night. Uh, I was outside with my dog. It was summertime, so it was warm. All of a sudden, it was just like I was standing in a vacuum. Bug, you couldn't hear traffic, you couldn't hear wind, it was just dead sound. <laughs> and I looked up, and it was a clear night. I looked up, and it was just like there was this big black void. Couldn't see stars, it was just like looking into a deep hole dog wasn't happy i wasn't happy so i grabbed her we ran in the house by the time dad got back out there with me everything was back to normal you know i was sure that there was probably some kind of a craft you know that was hovering above 
I see you have not listened to warning. Ah, oh, Jesus. These talk of uh, visitors remind me of, uh, how do you say, a prowling panther stalking high from the treetops, waiting, waiting to take his prey into the night. You never know what is Yui has eyes for until it's already too late. Something takes hold of you. <gasps> it feels strange at first. Like a dream. Like a dream. You can't move. <laughs> Panic says this. How is this possible? Your feet get higher and higher off the ground. That's when the screaming starts. Yeah, listen, nutjob. I've never been taken. Not by what? The, the, the weird aliens with the, the big heads and small bodies. What are they called? The greys? Is that it? It's like, no wonder they're abducting everybody. They probably got low self-esteem. I mean, imagine having to lug around a huge head on a body that can barely contain it. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if 9 out of 10 greys with depression go completely undiagnosed they need to hit the gym take a weekend at the beach get a little me time but regardless I've never been taken against my will by them or anything else not against will there is no reason then many happy to hand themselves over willingly insectoids are another species they, they look kind of like an insect face wise we had an interesting paranormal investigation. It's been about three years ago now, where a lady had security cameras set up in her home because somebody had broken in. And she was getting these odd images on the security cameras. The camera would take a picture, and you could see the people in the background. They were you know, sitting or whatever. And then there would be something that was moving very quickly in front of the camera. When you look at it, it looks silver-colored. It looks like it has a helmet. But face-wise, it kind of looks like an insect. Insectoids. Why don't we move on? Let's get into uh, those that will remain. Those that remain. That. People will will contact us. And uh, they'll say, I've got something going on. 
here in my home or in my business or you know we have investigated some public locations that are known to be haunted but most of our investigations deal with people's homes and they'll explain what they've seen where they've seen it when it kind of you when it happens it's about this time of evening that we see this and, and so we go and we have a whole arsenal of of equipment A, a DVR system. We have several infrared and full spectrum cameras. Used to it was infrared, now full spectrum. The important thing to remember about that is when people see these things, 99 times out of 100, they'll say, I saw this out of the corner of my eye in your peripheral vision, and that's where the ultraviolet and IR ends of the spectrum are. So if you see something, it's not right here where you can see it clearly, but you kind of see motion or something here. So the belief is that that's where these entities are appearing in, are these ends of the spectrum. One of the most interesting cases, and when I tell this story, people say, no, it can't, it can't be, it can't happen. Uh, there's a famous location, it's in Villisca, Iowa. It's called the Villisca Axe Murder House. In 1912, eight people were axed to death in the house. Six of them were children. Uh, it was after, it was on a Sunday night after a church service, and the family came home, and they had two girls with them that were staying that were friends of the kids. found them and they had all been axed to death. They never found out who did it. So this house has kind of become a mecca for paranormal investigators. And we went there, I think it was in 2009, and we investigated. It was one of the most unique experiences we ever had. Um, we had set up all of our equipment. We were letting it run. We caught quite a few pieces of audio of voices, especially children's voices. You hear what seems to be younger girls that were probably killed. You kind of have to read into what you think it might be. There's a railroad line that goes through the town, and there was a train that went through about every half hour. Well, on one of the times that one of the trains came through, you hear the train come through, and then you hear this little kid 
probably one, maybe two. It wasn't really old enough to talk yet. So you hear the train whistle, and then you hear this, that? Like, you hear the train? That? And then we were, we were in the parlor. They don't have any of the family of the original family's uh, furniture or anything. All they have are a few family pictures hanging on the walls. But they have an old upright grand piano in the parlor. And me being the musician of the group, I sat down and I started playing. Oh, some old. There was an old Methodist hymn book there, so I started playing some old Methodist hymns. And so I was playing that, and I played some old songs that would have been popular about the time. And so I was playing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And all and our investigators that were there, they were sitting around on the floor, and we were singing along to Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And when you get to the part of the song where it goes, one, two, three strikes, you're out, on one, two, three, all of our meters, K2 meters, the tri-field, they all in sync went. And we all just kind of sat and looked at each other and said, well, they've got rhythm. What strikes me the most, if you buy into this, you have these remnants of those involved in it brutal, horrific murder. And instead of lashing out, what are they doing? They're having a rendition of Apparition Acapella. Pain. Pain is what I I think they would feel. Pain, anger, madness. Yes, lots of madness. Buried volcanic madness. Where is that? We have encountered that several times our best audio recording that we have is from the Pettis County Courthouse we caught it in 2013 we had not even gone dark yet we were we were still sending the equipment we were talking about how we were going to proceed with the investigation we were on the third floor landing right outside of the courtroom and on the recording, you hear us talking about what's going to happen. And you hear this scream. Cross between a woman screaming and a wild animal. We caught it on audio, and um, it is just one of the awfulest things. Have you ever done something to them that they did not like? And in no uncertain terms, let you know it? We had a case quite a few years ago. This woman, we see her from uh, usually around sundown and always the same routine. And in this case, it was she was walking across the dining room from one bedroom to another. Well, we did the investigation. The house was built in the 1860s. And we had all of our video equipment set up, and it was cold. It was in February. And so our video equipment was all, the monitors and everything were in the kitchen. And uh, the rest of the house, they had two pellet stoves. 
and the one in the dining room was interfering with our recording because when it would come on, it would be this loud roar and then it would, it would run like that and then just you know messing up with our microphones. So we decided to turn that stove off. Well, of course, when we did that, it started getting cold in there. So we were watching, we were taking a break, we were watching the monitors, and we saw the in the dining room, the camera in the dining room, picked up the pellet stove. After about 45 minutes, it flared up. Just for a moment. And then it went back down again. So we called the family and said, does the pellet stove do that sometimes when it's been off for a long time that it will flare up? And they said, we've never seen it happen. So... I went into the dining room. I had my K2 meter with me. And I just said, if you made the stove flare up, could you do that again? And right on cue, I said, thank you very much. I turned and walked out. And everybody else is in there watching. They're going, like, about dropped all the way down the floor. And at the same time, on our recording upstairs, away from the dining room, but upstairs, we caught a female voice, clear as a bell, said, I like it hot. I like it hot. I like it hot. Just out of curiosity, let's say someone has an unwelcome guest, and now it won't leave. How do you get rid of it? Well, what we suggest that they do is to talk to, if they have a clergy person that they're comfortable with, you know, if they want somebody else, you know, and I'm not, and I, we don't advocate any of this, but you know, if they want somebody more pagan to come in and do something, or if they want to do it themselves, which is not really sometimes a good idea, because if you don't know what you're doing, uh, sometimes you can make the situation worse. And that's even with people that come in that are supposedly professionals of this like working a Ouija board and I'm not saying that all Ouija boards are bad and if you play with a Ouija board it's going to be bad but if you are doing something and you're inviting something in or something Sarah and you're trying to get it to go sometimes it can things can backfire on you So, to be clear, the official policy is, uh, we're out. Good luck with that. Anything else? Here's what you should do. First off, you let these entities know that this is your home. If you're comfortable with them saying, fine, but they have to stop bothering you. And, you know, most of the time, especially if we've talked with clients afterward, you know, like a few weeks or a few months later... They'll say, you know what, things have subsided. Maybe not gone away completely, but... And, you know, if it's actually energy that's being caused by the people living there and they don't realize it, sometimes just being affirmative like that, they're actually telling themselves or their energy, okay, let's just not have this anymore. Because there there are some, there have been a couple cases where we've investigated and... It seems like it's what we call poltergeist activity, but it's actually being caused by human agents. 
Could be that they've actually maybe drawn something to them. We had an investigation years ago, and the thing was, the people that lived there said, we hear somebody stomping around in the attic. Okay, so we go up there. We check the attic before we get started. Nothing in the attic, just quiet as can be, nothing there. So we go back down. The people, the family's about ready to leave the house so we can do our investigation. And very softly, you start hearing. By the time they left, it was so hard that light fixtures were shaking. Boom. Boom. They left, and within about 15, 20 minutes after that, it stopped. And we didn't have it again the rest of the night. And we think that it was associated with the people there because there was a couple of young, uh, younger teenage girls. They had been dealing, they'd been dealing with a Ouija board. We don't know if that's what caused it or not, but we think that maybe whatever was happening was being attributed to them. Shortly after the investigation, the home was completely destroyed in a blaze. A fire inspector still cannot find cause for. Although no bodies were found inside, the family was never seen or heard from again. What? No. None of what you just said happened. Then what happened to family? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure the house burning down and the family vanishing is something that, you know, Britt might have mentioned. That is if... That you know what, I I, I think I got it from here. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you. <sighs> All right, I get it. With the unknown, it, it can be a little unsettling, but you have to remember, it's not like anybody gets killed by aliens or ghosts. Although, I guess with aliens, they could just take you, do God knows what with you, and never return you. I mean, there are millions of people that just vanish each year, but... And I guess if you were murdered by some kind of spirit, it's not like that's something the cops would be exactly looking for. Probably just rule the death natural causes because, you know, what else are they going to do? Look, regardless, here's the best course of action. I don't believe in aliens or ghosts. Prove me wrong.
To find out more, learn about upcoming events, or request their services, visit Sedalia Ghosts and Paranormal on Facebook. Want more, Markle? Find episodes not available anywhere else by going to patreon.com slash Markle. You know, I've been thinking. Thinking of a new name for... Close that remain. Exactly. I like the unsummoned. The unsummoned. You only prove what I first tell you. Nothing is more damaging than a mind at war with itself. These. these unsummoned. You and I both know this is. Not the case. Hey, didn't know you were still here. Yes, I simply... Finishing up the discussion about the paranormal. Not sure if it's necessarily shining a light on the answers I'm looking for, but I feel like I'm making headway. I don't know. We'll see where the interview goes. Interview? Yeah. What? What? That was three days ago.